This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, Tig. Cheryl. Yeah. Um, we're, this is a long episode, so we probably shouldn't spend much time. On this um, part. No, because we're yeah, going to get to a lot of, um, we've got some stories mm-hmm. about celebrities. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Okay, let's get into it. Yeah. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Operation Varsity Blues, the college admissions scandal. Boom! It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling. I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Tig. Mm, Cheryl. You ready to um? You ready to do this? <laughs> mm, yes. I'm ready to rock and roll. Wow, you, you sound ready? really excited. About I am. I'm actually very excited to talk to you about this one. Well, you want me to tell, tell people what we're talking about today? Of course. Mm. So, Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandals. Mm-hmm. Scandal. That's singular. Whenever I hear the word operation, I always think about how during the holidays, Stephanie and I start Operation Pig Face, which is... What is that? Well, it's just, you know, you, <laughs> I love how serious you got. I don't understand what it's it just, is. It, well, I'm about to tell you, Halloween starts, then Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Christmas, mm-hmm. New Year's Day feast, Halloween. Oh, I mean, oh. not Halloween, Valentine's Day. It's oh, just, so you know. a lot of eating? A lot of eating. Oh, okay. Operation Pig Face. Okay. Um, you know, it's like pies and cakes and but cookies. it's not really your face. It should be pig belly or something. Yeah, but it goes into your pig face first, and then it goes to your pig belly. <laughs> okay. okay, Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal, is a 2001 documentary. Somebody should do a documentary called Operation Pig Face. Directed by Chris Smith and starring actor Matthew Modine. We'll get to that in a moment. Using dramatic reenactments as well oh, I feel as like we will. interviews, the film gives details behind the 2019 college admissions bribery scandal that involved multiple wealthy celebrities and their children the Mm. documentary is available to watch on netflix so just to let people know this film was pretty i thought it was fascinating we don't usually do reenactments but we don't as actors like we have not (laughs) built our careers we haven't done them although that's not true i got one of my my first jobs reenacting, oh, what was it called? Um, Unsolved Mysteries. Congrats, Thank Cheryl. You. Um, I didn't have any What lines. was the mystery? Uh, there was a nanny that was, I mean, it's not funny. They, she was abusing oh. children. Yeah. A friend of mine was a background actor <laughs> in a, <laughs> what are those called? Soap operas. And um, she played a maid at a really fancy hotel yeah 
and um, the scene where the main stars are in the hallway and there's a proposal. Yeah. My friend was in the background going like, oh, silently. (laughs) And when she did that, we rewound it and watched it and laughed hysterically. For I was visiting in New York for like a week and we watched it, I think. Over and over. Over and so over. So many times. Uh, oh, I mean, I could not get enough of her. Oh, yeah. In the that's background. what, listen, that's what my family did when I was on um, Swamp Thing. <laughs> I died. Look at you coming out with all these, <laughs> all these credits. I died. This was Swamp Thing, the TV show. And in the episode, I died. Uh-huh. And um, oh, sure. I would. And by the way, I asked the director, I said, well, I don't even know what I'm dying of. And he said, don't worry about it. We don't have a lot of time. Just (laughs) clutch your chest and, you know, and wobble around for a second and then fall to the floor. And I said, so is it a heart attack? He's like, is this when you lived in Florida? We don't have time. Yes. Okay. So when that. Sounds like a Florida gig. Yeah, it was a Florida gig. When that aired, I'm telling Mm. you. One by one, they would get up in the living room and reenact my <laughs> death scene. <laughs> Can you do that for me right now? No, no, we've got to get to this. Oh, but I do want to say one more thing. Oh, yes, um, of course. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> thank you. You go ahead and interrupt and take the time you need. Well, people can't see. They can't see me reenacting my. This isn't about you. This is about our listeners. It's too. about us. But you know, when I did an un- hmm. unsolved mysteries at that point i also had another audition for um a show called alf no i wish no Mm. this was another reenactment (laughs) show and it was called when animals attack when alf attack (laughs) and uh my role uh i guess there was a seventh (laughs) there was a seventh month and wait you were submitting yourself for these I guess or they I had were an just agent, or I saw breakdowns or something. Were you a big fish in a small pond in Orlando? But then when I moved here, uh-huh. that's when I had the audition for when animals attack. Oh. So it was a big deal. <laughs> I guess they so. must have seen my my <laughs> unsolved mysteries. And You're said, miming. We got to get in that the background. Lady. So I go in, and it's for a um, seven-month pregnant lifeguard who who gets attacked by a shark and so I have so my audition was I didn't have any lines you know but they they wanted me to crawl around on the floor like I like my leg had just been attacked by a shark and pull pull myself up onto this chair it was supposed to be a rock and then let everybody know I was worried about my baby by like touching my belly and then also touching my leg that had been attacked by a shark and um i did a great job and my all right cheryl now okay that was great but touch the belly more we want to make sure people know you're worried about your your unborn child exactly what they said Mm -hmm. that is no i've directed before so so then i get a call back and i'm feeling good about it and i didn't get the show and um what i know and then i was still talking about it months later because I, I was working on something else. Years later. <laughs> yeah, decades. <laughs> and I it's was still coming up. I was talking to this. Um, Anyone that'll listen. <laughs> to this makeup artist. And she said, be glad you did not get that part. Because the actress that got it, you know, she had to wear a, a fake pregnancy belly. Uh-huh. Well, when she went into the water and it got wet, it was dragging her under the water the wet pregnant belly but they didn't know because it i would have thought they had a a higher budget figured out no uh, it was like a it was like a um like a sandbag and so they didn't know that the job seemed so (laughs) legit and uh (laughs) they didn't know that she was in distress because she was supposed to be acting like she was getting attacked by a shark and it was a real mess and anyway did she live she lived she was fine oh well then you still should have wished you had gotten the gig but then the stunt woman had to do the whole thing no because then the actress this is just a normal story well this is what everybody lived and and (laughs) they got the job and you didn't (sighs) forget it okay and 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 cheryl 
that's great and everything, yeah. but you do realize that you're bragging to somebody who has gone viral recently oh, for God, being the sexiest lady alive. Or, I'm sorry, are you tired? What happened? No, I'm tired of my earballs listening to a certain thing over and over. Well, you know, it's not often that you turn 50 and then all of a sudden... Hashtag. Hashtag. You get hashtag. Yeah, you got hashtag. Right? You are getting hashtag. Girl, I got girl, hashtag. Hey, girl. Hey, you're getting hey, hashtag. Girl, hashtag. Hello. <laughs> um, to... Just to get mm-hmm. back to our, our film at hand here. Um, right. College scandals. <laughs> Operation Varsity Blues. This particular uh, film, they use all the dialogue from recorded phone calls. Yeah. It's all, they, you know, there were wiretaps. You do your hand like a little kitty paw. <laughs> there were wiretaps. Uh-huh. And these actors were saying the actual lines from conversations that really why did that blow your mind i just loved it because usually when you see like uh you know a dramatization of something people are just guessing what people said they're just Mm -hmm. like i bet then the queen said hey charles get over here you know but we don't know that um the queen ever said that what is that dialogue from (laughs) (laughs) you fancy yourself a writer right (laughs) I know, listen, I know the royal world very well. Yes. Um, didn't you love that, though? You didn't like that about this? Or you did, it didn't strike you? Well, first of all, when I saw Matthew, is it Modine? Yeah. I realized two things. Okay. I don't know if he hasn't worked in years or if I haven't seen him in years. The last time I saw him was in the 80s. Mm. And I was like, oh, you're older now. Okay. Well, uh-huh. let me address that before you go to number two. Matthew Modine is a huge international star. Okay. Yeah. I I don't follow things. I know. That's why I'm telling you. Okay. What is he in? Well, I can't. I'm not. I don't know off don't the top know. of my head. But I'm just saying. I mean, imagine in like Spain, he's huge. It, because I've been in conversations with people about international distribution. And Matthew Modine is a name of an actor where people go, whoa, if you can get Modine. Are you being serious? I'm totally serious. Wow. Yeah. He's okay. Well, I am never involved in those conversations. (laughs) And I'm very curious how they always seem to pull Cheryl Hines into the national distribution (laughs) conversations. And can you get me Matthew Modine? I can't even remember what movie I saw him in in the 80s. He's done a lot of other stuff since. The I 80s. believe that. I believe that. I just. Am I gonna I, have to Google him? Uh, well, I mean, that's that's your business. I'm gonna. I'm going. To. Full. Hey, did you ever hear of Full Metal I Jacket? See, I've heard of Full Metal Jacket. I didn't watch it, but there was some like love story. Was it Desperately Seeking Susan? Was he in yeah, that? I mean, that was a while ago. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is I haven't seen him since then. Well, I saw. That's him. not his fault. That's Wait, yours. but was he in that movie? Okay, our producer oh. shaking his head no, because I know. Okay, I know I saw Madonna in a movie, and I felt like it was desperately seeking Susan, and I thought that he was in that. Mm. But he was in some other movie that came out around sometime around 1985. Okay, he was in Vision Quest. Our producer okay. said yes. What year was Vision Quest? 1985. 1985. Okay. okay. Well, what's the when most When was recent... Desperately Seeking Susan? Oh, for ball's sake. 1985. Okay. okay. So I do remember that those are probably the two films I saw that year was Vision Quest and Desperately Seeking Susan. Okay. What was the other thing you thought of when you saw Matthew? No, those were the two things. Oh. I thought either I haven't caught him in anything no, since vision said, quest you've said this cheryl attitude. Yeah, we you asked me what's the, the second thing and i'm telling you film, and i'm, I'm saying, telling you this is okay. college scandals now listen <laughs> oh all i'm saying is the two things was either i haven't seen him or he but hasn't been working and then you said and what's the second thing <laughs> okay okay <laughs> okay so we're gonna qu- we're gonna calmly Get back on track. 
I still feel like he was in desperately taking <laughs> Susan. <laughs> so this story, mm-hmm. so, okay, so Matthew Modine mm-hmm. plays this guy, Rick Singer. Okay, so Rick Singer was, was, was a legitimate mm-hmm. college counselor yeah. um, in Sacramento in 1998. Mm-hmm. He was a basketball coach and... They, but he got a little too angry on the court. Yeah, and they weren't winning, and they let all the basketball coaches go. And yeah. so he decided to um, Rob start, everyone. Well, we're jumping ahead. We're uh-huh. jumping ahead. He decided okay. to start this college counselor service called Future Stars. And mm. he would... Um, you know, he would find wealthy people who wanted who wanted to hire him to help their high school kids mm-hmm. get into a great college. Right. Okay. So that is a legitimate business. Cheryl. Yeah? I need you to be honest with oh, me God. right now. Whatever you're about to ask, the answer is yes. Go ahead. Really? No, I don't know what you're going to say. Oh. Would you have ever done this? Would I have ever hired somebody to yeah. pay money? Uh, No. No, I wouldn't have. I mean, that being said, I I totally understand people donating money to a school that they mm-hmm. went to or that they like. Mm-hmm. In hopes of getting their kids. Well, in. I mean, you would hope that it wouldn't be for that reason. Mm-hmm. But let me just, let me explain something. In this movie, there are a lot of doors. They talk about the side door, the back door, the front door. Did you mm-hmm. notice that? Of course. (laughs) I don't miss a thing. So the front door, Mm -hmm. getting into a college through the front door. Yeah. um, That's just being legit. Yeah. That's just making it on your own. You go, you take your tests, you get good grades, you do your application. You pull a Cheryl Hines. You get into college. (laughs) You get into the University of Central Florida (laughs) from your own merits. Was that that your um, dream college? (laughs) I, you know what? I never thought I was going to go to college, honestly. Uh-huh. I just wanted to be an actor. and uh, So how did you stumble upon college? Well, in high school, I fell in. madly in love with this guy named Lee Kaplan. And I know you're listening, Lee. Hey, and- Lee. Hey. <laughs> hey, Lee. Hey. And uh, How long were you with Lee? We were off and on for years and years. In mm-hmm. high school, and then he went to West Virginia University, and then I went up there to visit him, and his father sat me down and said, um, why aren't you going to college? And I said, oh, I don't, uh, I don't feel that I really need to, because <laughs> I want to be an actress. And he was like, you know, you should really, you should go to school. And he really talked me through it. He encouraged me, and... Um, and then I thought, yeah, I guess this is the time to do it if I was ever going to do it. Yeah. And um, and then I, w- I looked at the theater program there, and I I went to West Virginia University for my first year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, to be possible. with the guy. Yeah, and then we broke up. And then in an interesting twist, mm-hmm. I moved back to Florida. I love a twist and turn. Went to Florida State for... A minute and mm-hmm. then went to University of Central Florida and then who moved to University of Central Florida? Mm. Lee. Let me think. Oh. Lee. Oh, it was Lee. To be with you? Uh no. Did y'all get back together? Not really. We were really off and on. We were yeah. just an off and on I've had some couple. of those. Yeah. Like you know you love each other, but I don't know if it's really if we're you not were... gonna be together yeah. forever. But I still talk to him. I still Oh, does he listen to this? Oh, no, I don't know about that. But I should tell him. Why? Is he like a, a normal person or something? Is he married with kids and has like a business yes. job or something? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So He's yeah. listening. He's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. 
No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, so that's the the front door. Mm. Well, it took a long way to get there. The back door, <laughs> the back door is when you make a donation to the school, and mm. usually now it's tens of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you say, "I'd like to donate twenty million dollars to USC, mm-hmm. and my sons will be applying this year." Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it would be hard for a university to be like, we'll see. But they do. They say we'll see. Yeah, because right? they, they can't officially say, yeah. okay, yes. They say yeah. we'll see, and then they get in. Yeah. Then that brings us to Rick Singer, mm-hmm. played by Matthew Modine. Um, then there's the side door. So that's what Rick Singer was doing, and he... A lot of side door business. Oh, this whole movie was about the side door. Here's what my question is, though. Yeah. So many of the people that were going in the side door, yeah. weren't they really wealthy? Why weren't yes. they doing the $20 million donation? Why were they doing the low rent side door? That's a good question. Thank I, you. <laughs> well, I mean, I hate to skip ahead, but we I think we already know, like uh, Felicity Huffman. Mm-hmm. It's hard to talk about some of these people because some of these people are f- friends, acquaintances. How tight are you with uh, Felicity and Bill? Well, I've worked with Bill, mm-hmm. um, and I love and adore him. Mm-hmm. I don't. I know Felicity just you know acquaintances. Mm-hmm. How about you? I know Felicity, mm-hmm. and Bill, mm-hmm. our mutual friends. Yeah, we're getting married, and Felicity and Bill, or as the general public know him as. William H. Macy. That's true. Um, They were throwing a party for our mutual friends who were getting married. That's nice. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was really nice. I was very charmed by the whole day. All of it. Yeah, I mean, they they had written poems for our friends. They wrote a song, and they were, like, singing and dancing and harmonizing together. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, these people – this is so great. The food was delicious. It was a very intimate, beautiful day at okay. their house. Okay. So um, at the very end of the day, yeah, I had only spoken to Felicity and Bill very briefly, like, hello, thank you for having me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, after the day that, I mean, I was so touched, like crying touched. Right. It was such a beautiful day. I can't express it enough. Yeah. So... I walked into the kitchen to say goodbye to my friends that were engaged. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the woman that was hired to throw the party mm-hmm. said, and she, the, the woman had lined up vases of beautiful flowers that had been arranged all throughout the house. Yeah. And she said, as she was saying to people as they were leaving, here, take some flowers. Yeah. Take some flowers. I was going to a friend's house after, and I was getting a ride from another mutual friend from this engagement party to my other friend's house. So I was yeah. like, I can't bring a vase of flowers. Okay. And so um, she, the woman said, no, 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 you have to take the flowers. I was like, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going in different cars, and I, I just, I, I'm going to skip the flowers. 
please er, make it easier on everybody. Just take some flowers. So I was like, <laughs> okay. So I get this vase that has flowers like two feet, not really, but like a foot and a half tall. It's like a big, big bouquet. It's a big deal. It's, yeah. it's big. Yeah. Okay. Which is why I did not want to bring right. it in the car. It's not easy. So I'm walking out, and I see Felicity oh, no. sitting at the um, base so, of her steps. I'm so afraid to know where this is going. Okay, go ahead. I see Felicity at the at the base of her stairs. Yeah. Her daughters have just been dropped off from the nanny or babysitter because okay. they went someplace while the party was going on. Right. And she was, oh, you know, saying hello to her daughters. And I thought, should I interrupt that to say goodbye? And then I thought, well, of course. Okay. Of course. You yeah. should say goodbye and say thank you. Okay. So I walk over awkwardly holding this vase <laughs> that keep in mind I didn't want. <laughs> and I and I said <laughs> I said, Hi Felicity, I just wanted to um thank you <laughs> while I'm holding the flowers. I said, I just want to thank you um for uh today. It was so beautiful and touching and thanks for opening your home and she Keep in mind, the okay. only interaction I've had with this person was a very friendly hello, a beautiful day, and okay. now I'm holding flowers saying thank you and goodbye. Okay. She just looks at me, and she said, <laughs> she said, um, so you're just taking my flowers? <laughs> That's what I did, Cheryl. Well, I did. started laughing right, because I, thought, like she, she was I thought she was kidding because our mutual friends are two hilarious people. Okay. So I I laughed and I yeah. said, <laughs> I, said uh, I said oh yeah I'm just taking your flowers <laughs> and um, I said no somebody and she was not breaking her stare and I was I was looking at I was thinking oh she has to be kidding and so I'm holding this and I said oh I said no I was told to take the flowers and she said who told you that you could take my flowers oh. And I, I still was waiting. I was looking at right. her with a smirk on my right, face because right. I was thinking, okay, she's going to get me. you. All right, <laughs> here it comes. Me. And then, then I'm like, oh, wait, she's not breaking. <laughs> like, <laughs> so now I have to tell on this woman who gave me the flowers. Oh, no. And I said, uh, and I'm still in my head going, come on, Felicity, you can tell me you're kidding any second. Just break now. (laughs) Come on. And I I turned, I said, "Um, she did. And I pointed across the house to the woman. Because it's like, what? Now I I just look like I'm in her house taking her flowers. (laughs) And like behind her was an office by their stairs. And I saw Emmys and I was thinking, Hmm. Uh, like oh yeah I just leave the house yeah I'm get, I'm yeah. taking Emmys I'm taking flower like God I don't knows have any boundaries yeah. yes so I said uh she did and she did not look at me or talk to me again she got up walked past me meanwhile I'm running behind her with the flowers <laughs> and I'm like I didn't even want the flowers and she beelines over to the woman oh, no. who is standing there with all the other flowers and our friends who have just had the most beautiful day for their engagement are saying goodbye to people. And Felicity interrupts oh, in no. the kitchen and she goes, so you're just telling people they can take my flowers? Oh. <laughs> and the woman was oh, staying there. And I'm, again, I'm standing there ho- still behind holding. Felicity holding this, this vase of flowers I didn't even want. And the woman said, well, I just thought because there's so many yeah. that we should all- yeah. share it with the guests. And and uh, she said, I can have them not taken. She was like, never mind. And she walked out of the kitchen. Oh. And I put the vase down. <laughs> and I got the hell out of there. And then when I went to the wedding. Oh, you saw them. Yes. But I don't think she ever clocked mm. my face. Mm-hmm. Or I don't think she knows who I am to this day. <laughs> and so, um, so, uh, so we were at the wedding. And everybody where they were sitting, having their their meals, had little tiny vases with uh, flowers, little bouquets. And uh, I wanted to go up. Uh oh, no! In between and just Bill grab and, hers. and just grab the little tiny bouquet with yeah. flowers and have her say, "What are you doing?" And then just saying, "Well, I don't have any boundaries. I just oh. wanted your flowers, and I was going to take them." But I just left him alone. And then another time, I went into. Um, 
this vegan restaurant um, over by Universal Studios, and I saw her and her daughter sitting in there. I went in to pick up some food, and she and her daughters were the only two sitting in there. And I, I, that was also when I realized, like, she doesn't. She doesn't a, know. She you doesn't. Don't, you do not show up on her radar. No, I don't not, show up not. on her radar at all. She did oh, not recognize maybe she me. Was she was just having a day. Maybe it was just a. Well, she has a, then like, oh, years geez. later. Oh God. I would say two years later. Okay. I was over at our mutual friend's house, and okay. uh, I was helping do the dishes after dinner, and randomly turned to me, and she said, "You know." I have to apologize to you for something. Oh. And I remember thinking, what on earth could be apologizing right. to me for? Because she's the nicest person. She's yeah. actually since passed away, sadly. Oh, so but she sorry. was one of the nicest people. And yeah. uh, I said, what do you owe me an apology for? And she said, my friend who <laughs> yelled at you about the flowers. <laughs> she said, I was mortified. And I said, I was mortified for you. I wasn't mortified for, I mean, I was mortified, but I was also like, I like felt bad because that was a special day for the, yeah. How and did she know about it? How did she know about it? Because she was standing there. Oh. She and her um, future husband were standing in the kitchen saying goodbye as people were leaving. <laughs> and the woman that helped organize the party were handing was handing bouquets to everyone as they walked out. And I was the one that got caught. <laughs> I was just like, Get me away from this situation. Oh, my God. Okay, well. But it gave me a, a story to tell. Well, and then if anybody wants to watch it, I did a movie with William H. Macy called Bart Got a Room, which shot in Florida. Oh, my God. Okay. This Florida plays. And we, yeah, and we look insane in the movie. It was very I want to go to Florida with you, Cheryl. I wish you would. Okay. I wish you would. Well, um, let's plan on it. <laughs> Okay, so, the, God, we have not even, okay, so the side door <laughs> that Rick Singer was huh? doing, Tig, I want you to listen to this clip, um, okay. Matthew Modine, Modine, a.k.a. Rick, will explain what the side door is. From Desperately Seeking Susan. <laughs> now, these families, they want guarantees. They don't want to be messing around with this thing. They want this thing done. And so they want in at certain schools. So I've done 761, what I would call side doors. The front door means getting in on your own. The back door is making a donation, which is 10 times as much money. I've created this kind of side door in because with the back door, there's no guarantee. They're just gonna give you a second look. My families want a guarantee. So what he did is he started this um, foundation, mm -hmm. which was a nonprofit organization. So he convinced people to make a huge donation to his foundation and would also get a, a tax write-off for it. And he said that, that the foundation helped kids who needed help, you mm -hmm. know, with schooling and um, financial help. So I imagine a lot of parents thought that they were doing something legitimate. And really? Did you not get that at all? At all. Based on these conversations, it doesn't sound legitimate where they're like, what do I tell my child? Well, these Don't. were, yeah, these were the, these were the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, imagine there were, this was like the tip of the iceberg. Don't you think there were just tons below it that were just, you know, okay, I'll make a donation to your foundation and you'll help my. Yeah. I think yeah, it, I you think know, it probably evolved into this. Yeah, of course, everything oh. evolves into something. But I, when I was watching it, I was so thankful. Being and I know I talk about it all the time. Being a failure dropout, never went to college. Braggadocious. Stephanie, Stephanie as well didn't fail. She dropped out senior year with a four point one. Wow. But um, everybody told me I was going to regret not going to college. Yeah, I think it's great if people love school they want to go to college they want to get their master's their phd whatever they want to do yeah i'm all for it i have no regrets still to this day and i don't think it's because i'm successful that i you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i would have delivered pizzas i it's not for me but watching this film I was thinking 
I'm so grateful that Stephanie and I are on the same page about college that if our kids want to go to college, great. But there is no, we don't have that level of importance to it all that um, I just don't think that that can birth anything positive Mm -hmm. when there's that sort of pressure and going against people's interests and Mm -hmm. passions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like with my, my stepfather was so, it was all about, you got to get a college education. You got to get, you got to get into business. And there was just a real disconnect with me and my stepfather. And it was so nice and touching that all these years later, after having Max and Finn, he and I were driving when I was in Texas. And he said, you know, I hope it's okay, but I've started this account for Max and Finn for continuing education. And I said, yeah, I said, that's so nice. Thank you. And he said, but I want you to know that they could, it's an account where you can, they can use it for any sort. He said, if they want to be an artist or a mason or, you know, an attorney, whatever they want to do, it's there for them. That's and nice. I just, it was so nice. And it was an, an acknowledgement of um, me taking a different path and yeah. finding success. And him, and him hearing you and listening to you. and That's what I'm saying yeah. is that, that acknowledgement. Yeah. And so uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I just, I'm glad that I don't feel, that Stephanie and I don't feel that like our kids have to go to Princeton or USC or, yeah. you know. I mean, I, yeah. half of these schools I've performed at and bombed uh, <laughs> comedy. So <laughs> they don't have senses of humor. I performed at, at Maybe I've told it on this show. Again, it doesn't matter. Doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. Thank we you. We tell the same stories. Right, right, over. right. Let's pull this old folder out. <laughs> um, so I went as uh, Sarah Silverman's opening act yeah. years ago. And all I had to do was 10 minutes. And Cheryl, I killed it. Okay. I killed it. Okay. They came up to me after and they said, we want to bring you back to Princeton okay. for okay. your own show. Okay. I said, oh, my gosh, that is incredible. Yeah. I wasn't getting these big gigs at, no. like, these incredible, you know, Campuses. prestigious. Yeah. Yeah. I said, that's great. So they booked me. I filled this theater be- based on people seeing me the year before just opening for Sarah Song. Yeah, just that 10 that minutes. 10 they minutes. showed up. They Cheryl, cannot wait. Yeah. I killed it. You did. I killed it. I killed it. They came up to me. When I got off stage, they yeah. said, we want to have you back. We want to have you back this year for our end of the year big celebration. Okay. I was like, oh my God. I mean, the cash is flying in. Wow. I'm killing the gigs. They book me just months out, just uh, just months away Yeah. to come back. I can't wait. Well, this is a big learning curve for me, Cheryl. <laughs> what happened? As a comedian... This is Princeton, and it's the same audience, okay? okay? All right, yeah. All right, well, I have not written a whole new hour in three more months, so I show up, and the people at Princeton, they don't know how it works. They're just like, let's get this show pony back out here. Every two months, we can yeah. have her. Yeah. yeah, and the problem is the first time was just a little... That was just a little... It, it's a little sprinkle. Here's yeah. 10 minutes of me. Yeah. You like that? I'll come on back and boom, you I like that? A, an I got hour? an hour you're going to love. And they're like, I'm going to up your pay. Come on out. I'm All like, right. I'll be there. Bombed. People are going, <laughs> yeah, we heard that <laughs> a few months ago. And I was like, I was starting to realize like, oh my God, this is oh. the exact same audience. And oh, I was doing the exact God. same show. I have never heard from Princeton again. No. I know that feeling of f- flop sweat. Yes, but I'd like for them to uh, let my children into their college <laughs> if, I can, if I can weasel my way in. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Circling back to um, first topics. <laughs> I mean, I think it's nice to... I understand what you're saying about college. And like I said, I didn't think I was going to go, but um, mm-hmm. I ended up going and I'm glad I did. And it's nice... I, it's nice if kids have a, the option, you know. It's yeah, hard sure. if you feel like you just don't have the means to do it. Or you don't have the guidance. You don't have anybody helping you. That's what's that's what's hard. And I think that's why this story struck a nerve for so many people. Because, yeah, people have been giving money to colleges for decades. This is mm-hmm. nothing new. Mm-hmm. But this guy, Rick Singer, because he had experience as a coach he knew how to work the athletic system he knew the ins and outs and he worked it so he would he so he started this foundation and then he would um bribe uh-huh. the coaches oh God. and athletic directors at yeah. these schools that is scandalous and not only that but so they would have maybe you know uh one spot on the crew team mm-hmm. so he would Say, look, I'm going to give you $200,000 and I'd like for you to take the person that I suggest for your crew team. That I say actually can crew, can row a boat. <laughs> uh, don't ask any don't more ask questions. Any, I will not be taking any don't more ask questions. questions. I will she send you a photo. She loves to row a boat. And she knows what she's doing. <laughs> Look me in the eyes here. Look, she knows what she is doing. She's... And then they would say, okay. I don't know if they spent a lot of time on Felicity's story, did they? No, not really. I mean, okay. So she had hired this guy to help her daughter, who apparently is a very intellectually brilliant girl already. Mm-hmm. And he said, I can make sure that she will get a good grade on her whatever SAT and Felicity was like well I I think she will get a good grade and he's like I can make sure of it so he knew this guy who was a proctor who would go and sit and watch kids take their SATs and he would arrange it for this proctor to be one-on-one with the kid taking the test and then he he had the kid take the test on a different paper and then he would go in and fill out the real paper yeah. to whatever score. But wait, why do you feel for her? Because I feel like she got caught up. She thought her daughter could do it, but she wanted to make sure she got it. I know. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it doesn't sound good. But these, <laughs> but the other kids, you know, they were like taking a spot on the crew team or on the sailing team. A spot with that but her daughter's team. taking a spot too. I mean, if she could do it and she was capable, she, then I know. I listen. I don't. I'm not, I don't want to get. <laughs> in. I don't want to get in the middle of. <gasps> but um, what she did was wrong. She pled. Oh, we haven't gotten there. Anyway, God, you almost had a bean fall out of your <laughs> mouth there. I, I, I just went through a lot of things. When did this movie come out again? Two. It just came out. Oh, like sorry. just now. The voice got so high. This year. It just came out! <laughs> it came out March of this year. It just came oh. out. So these other um, parents mm-hmm. were now giving Rick Singer $500,000. And Rick would say, oh, we're going to get your son in as a water polo player. And the parent is saying, he doesn't play water polo. And he said, just put him in a pool and have him act like he's playing water polo and take a picture and then we'll photoshop it. I don't understand. I can't imagine being on a phone call and having somebody suggest, "Hey, so just have Max go 
get in a pool, put a helmet on him or whatever, put this thing that catches things in his hand and, um, and yeah, just take a picture and then we'll, and then me turning to Stephanie and being like, so I found this guy and um good news good news i found yeah, this guy i can t- we'll he just take a pictures. picture and then he's gonna he like the gu- super helmet from amazon i mean and who am i to talk i was green screened into a movie and yeah. made into a sex symbol at 50 oh. but i you know i just i can't imagine having this conversation with stephanie look nobody's a perfect person no. i just cannot imagine having that conversation and both of us coming to the point of like yes it is that important (laughs) that we show our children this level of deceit well i always thought too when i was watching this i don't know what my daughter i don't think my daughter would be thrilled if i said hey hey girl hey hey girl hey put this helmet on jump in the (laughs) pool and act like you're playing you would look insane she would say are you out of your Fucking mind. She would not use the F word with me. But she would. Does she ever use it? Uh, yeah. When she thinks I can't hear her. Um, but she, but she would just. There's no way that she would go along. I don't think there's a way that she would go along with like a harebrained scheme like that. That's the part where I trip up, where I actually imagine having the conversation without laughing and being like, "I'm sorry, you're saying." my kid put my kid in a pool and put like a helmet on them and like have them throw splash around okay let me talk to my wife and (laughs) that's where like when i'm watching it i'm like i can't imagine having the telephone conversation and then turning to stephanie and saying right are we in are we in yeah it seemed like in this film that there were some people that were acting on their own Without their spouse. Yeah. Because if, if I were going to do this, I would not get other people involved. I'd be like, look, let's just try it. I'm going to put them in this pool. And don't tell your dad. Wait. <laughs> and then you don't even tell. Because some of them weren't even telling their kids. And so here's what I'm picturing. You're like keeping it on the DO. And then your kid comes in your office and finds a picture of their face superimposed <laughs> The, Row, rowing crew in the rowing middle of a, crew of a lake in your office and you're like what ma what? mind your own business get out of my office yeah. <laughs> well what you weird. need to be packing for college <laughs> what is also strange too is that then some of these like i mean we're just say Lori laughlin's daughters they get in for rowing crew yeah because i think they had them on the rowing uh Mm-hmm. machine mm-hmm. and then they put them on, in a boat but mm-hmm. also they have to know because when they get to school they are enrolled <laughs> as an athlete right you'd probably it probably come up since they're like hey get in the boat <laughs> let's start rowing <laughs> like, like we love to do <laughs> and they're like wait a second i'm in my high heels yeah. The, the most remarkable part about this story, not the most remarkable, but one of the most. Yeah. So this guy, um, Jane Vandermoor. Mm-hmm. I mean, not Jane. John. <laughs> <laughs> this man, Penelope. Um, John. I'm, not, I'm sorry, not Penelope. It's Earl. Um, <laughs> John Vandermoor, who was a coach for this, for sailing at um Sanford Stanford mm. <laughs> Stanford and Sons College <laughs> one of the best sitcoms in the history of sitcoms oh my god aside from in the motherhood <laughs> <laughs> um this guy at Stanford um John, what did I say his name was? Vandermoor. So all these other coaches mm-hmm. and athletic directors at mm-hmm. these other schools, they were getting bribes personally, right? Mm-hmm. So they're taking money personally, hundreds of yeah. thousands of dollars. Yes. And this guy, John Vandermoor, he has, you know, crazy Rick Singer showing up in his flip-flops and shorts saying, I want to give, I want to donate $160,000 to the sailing team. Yes. And then John says, that's really nice. For what reason? 
no strings attached. I just want to, you know, have a good relationship with you. So he was like, okay, great news, Stanford. I just got a big donation. And so now he's giving him donations. And then at some point, uh, the FBI finds out about Rick Singer. Mm-hmm. They start wiretapping him. Yep. He's now wearing a wire and he's now... I thought you were going to say a wig. <laughs> no, he had he had his look. He had... Remember when uh, George Clooney had the Caesar... What was it called? Like the Caesar cut, which is like the tiny bangs going straight down in the front. Mm-hmm. No. Isn't that what I have? <laughs> Yours, you have a lot of energy in your bangs. Okay. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Those just go, they just go straight down. Okay. You know what I mean? Like about yeah. an inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, so Rick Singer knows he's going down. Uh-huh. The FBI has caught him. Mm-hmm. And so he, they said, I don't think they guaranteed him that he's not going to spend time in prison. But if you cooperate with us and tell us everybody that you've been working with and let us hear all of your conversations with them, then mm-hmm. you might get a better deal. Okay. So that's yep. how this all started. And then he, and then Rick Singer was happy to sing. Hey. So, and so all these people started going down, you know, and you, and it's, it is a little painful to watch because you were hearing actual conversations between these parents and Rick mm-hmm. Singer and, yeah. You know, some of the parents were like, I don't want my kids to know. Are you sure this is okay? Um, I don't know. It's just, it's a little heartbreaking. And at the same time, infuriating because you also know kids that don't have any money that are, you know, spending every hour studying or or working on their sports to try to get a scholarship. And it's like. Yeah, it's like these wealthy people already have so many advantages. Right. Their kids are going to be okay, most likely, yeah. whether they go to uh, the, uh, Yale or the University of Central Florida. Or if you want to guarantee a higher grade, take that money and put it towards nonstop tutoring, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, we never made time to get to my Lord, and I, I think it's Lori Laughlin is the way to pronounce her last name. I think name. it's Laughlin. I did too, but. You think it's um, Laughlin? You think it's a hard G. I think it's a soft G. I Listen, think it's an invisible G. Okay, whatever. Lori. Okay. Lori. I have a Lori story. L'Oreal. Oh, bring it. Basically, uh, uh, you know, it's really crazy is the person that connects me to Felicity and Lori is the same person. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Is an actor and he, um, he was a part of a very, very small acting class. Okay. And if you missed class, you lost your spot mm-hmm. in the class. Mm-hmm. So he reached out to me and he said, hey, I can't make it to my class, but would you want to pay $50 and go in my place so I can keep my spot in my class? Because mm-hmm. we're allowed to do that. And mm-hmm. I said, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I've never even considered <laughs> going to acting, um, acting classes or anything like that. But sure, I'll go make myself uncomfortable so I go in there and it's in somebody's living room Mm -hmm. and one of the actors is Lori okay and um just to back up a little bit Mm -hmm. four years and this might surprise you and everybody that hears this okay but I mean for years and this is before Google was you know you just have a phone and you Google something okay Sarah Silverman used to always say to me I feel like you could play Lori Lachlan or Lori Laughlin, however you say her name, her sister in something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. Okay. So I didn't know who this was. But okay. I knew there was some actress that Sarah felt like I could play siblings with. Okay. So I'm talking, Sarah said this to me for probably three years, four years. Wow. Then I go into this uh, acting class and sitting across from me, in this group of maybe six people, is Lori. Okay. I don't know her, but I thought this would be a funny little way to break the ice. Okay. And yeah. I said, hey, um, <laughs> it's funny to meet you. Uh, my friend 
has told me for years that she feels like we look alike and could play uh, <laughs> sisters. <laughs> what happened? She just looked at me and just said, oh, huh, yeah, I don't see it. Did she and, say that? Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, well, I don't, I mean, I don't know that I see it either, but, you know, I just thought, I just thought it was, in my head, I'm thinking, like, oh, look, I just thought it was little, funny, you just know. Just an icebreaker. Yeah, just an icebreaker. Oh. She wasn't being, like, blatantly rude, but right. she just was like, wow. I don't see it. Mm-mm. That's not going to happen. And it feels like a moment where you could have a little chuckle with right. somebody and be like, oh, right. or right. even lie and be like, oh, yeah, we should be right. sisters right. on a show one day. No, it was no. just, she didn't see mm, it. I don't see so it. So I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, that was awkward. <laughs> and, um, and then I saw Sarah again, and I said, we were on a hike one day, and I said, I went and replaced in his acting class, and Lori Laughlin, or Laughlin, mm-hmm. again, who cares how to pronounce Lachlan. things? I don't know. I don't know. Um, she was in the acting class. And Sarah was like, no way. Did you tell her? And, and I said, I did. <laughs> I did tell her. She was like, what did she say? And I said, she said, um, yeah, I don't see it. And Sarah's like, no. Like, she must have thought it was funny, though. Or the, And I said, not really. She just seemed to not see it. And Sarah's like, I don't know if if I believe that. That's really how Her. she responded. Because <laughs> she was like, how does somebody not have a sense of humor about right. that? Right. Right. And I was like, well, my takeaway was that she didn't she see it. She did not see it. Yeah. So um, Sarah's like, huh. Then like a year later. Oh, God. Please no. Sarah goes to an, an event. And she sees Lori there. Okay. And she's like, oh, my gosh. I'm going to go up and talk to Lori. So Sarah goes up and she's like, hey, Lori, I'm Sarah Silverman. I'm friends with Tig. She's like, I'm the friend that's been telling her all these years that you guys look alike or could play sisters. (laughs) Sarah said, Lori said, yeah, I don't see it. (laughs) And Sarah was like, wow, okay." And she called me and she said, you're right. She does not see it. She doesn't see it. And Sarah said, you know what I think it is? Because um, she was saying you shouldn't take offense. And I said, I I truly don't care. I don't identify right. as like. A Lori Laughlin lookalike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sarah goes, but I think that's the thing is she identifies with being ah. beautiful and. Ah. And, and, and glamorous. Uh, yeah. And, and sexy. Uh, and then she has this, you, you know, you. dyke. She doesn't Me. know that you're a sex symbol. She, she doesn't know, know that. that in 20 years I'd be a sex symbol. <laughs> so Sarah was like, I bet that's what it is, is she just is looking at you going, Where's your lip wanting loss? some distance from ah. that co- kind of, you know, association. And so I was like, oh, that's okay. interesting. Then years later. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes. I get my own TV show. Okay. I'm not on Twitter. Okay. I mean, I have a Twitter account. People tweet for me. <laughs> My assistant at the time, who is now our producer, yes, Thomas said, guess who's tweeting at you? Oh. I said, who? He said, Lori Laughlin or Laughlin. And she said, congrats on your TV show. Wow. Maybe we can play sisters. <laughs> oh. Oh my god interesting wow yeah yeah so i have a story of both of those people that is interesting can you imagine the explosion that happened in my head when Lori and felicity were side by side in the news and you thought oh my god somebody just broke into my inner thoughts and yeah. has exposed them yes. meanwhile it was a huge college scandal right that involved Hundreds Lori and Felicity of pe- <laughs> and hundreds of people. Which story did you like the best out of Felicity and Lori? They're both pretty good, right? Well, I think the I think the Lori story, you know, just years later. Oh, now that you have a show, hey, hey girl, hey, hey sister. <laughs> Looking for someone that looks like you. <laughs> um, so okay, to make a long story short, everybody started going down. 
all these people were exposed. The, the amounts of money that they gave, their telephone calls, their emails, things were exposed. Their kids, which is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the craziest part of this is the John um, Vandermore, the sailing coach. Mm-hmm. I was saying that he's the only one that didn't get money directly. Uh-huh. So all the money that he got went to the sailing school. Yeah. yeah. And everybody else got money individually. They, mm-hmm. you know, got nice cars and houses. And and John was just like, great. Good for the school. Thanks for donating to in. the school. <laughs> and I, I just feel so sorry for him. He got arrested. He got, uh, he pled guilty. He got six months house, house arrest. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, a Stanford University fired him. Mm-hmm. And um, threw him under the bus and said, oh, we had no idea. But in the movie, it sure mm-hmm. looks like they all had an idea. Now, Cheryl, did you like the reenactment element? I did. I know some people did not enjoy it. Uh-huh. But I don't mind a nice reenactment. I didn't know it was coming. Oh, you didn't know Matthew Modine was going to be like. I didn't know I was going to be watching reenactments. Yeah. And I was like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> You would have rather just the... Well, I mean, I got used to it, but I couldn't quite... I think from a production and direction... It was just... It was it was distracting. Well, I, I'm no, I'm just truly curious why, you know, because you don't see a lot of documentaries with... With reenactment of the actual... Well, I mean, look at the OJ yeah. trial. And that was, you know, you had really... Not that Matthew Modine isn't super famous. But, oh, and I said super instead of very. Um, but he is very famous, but not like. Uh, not like me. Well, I was going to say uh, uh, David Schwimmer. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Barbara Streisand was playing Laurie Laughlin in this. That would have been a different story. Um, I really, I liked this a lot. I enjoyed it too. I mean, it was it was hard to watch at yeah. times. Oh, and by the way, Rick Singer is still out and about free. He's probably on a jog right now. Yeah, he's surfing. At the end of the film, oh, well, at the end of the film, uh, yeah, so somebody catches up to him and he's just shirtless, putting his surfboard in the car. Just not a care in the world. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I mean, he's, He's been charged, but not, uh, we don't know what the penalty is going to be. I don't know what that word is. Penalty. <laughs> what or is the penalized. word? <laughs> we don't know how he's going to be penalized. Mm-hmm. Um, are you ready for some final thoughts? Yeah. Did you cry? I did not. Mm-mm. Did you? No. Mm-mm. Who are you attracted to? I'll tell you. Okay. Ah, uh, so one of the dads Ooh. has a um, winery, has the vineyards. Mm-hmm. Now, I wasn't attracted to the real life dad, but I was attracted to the actor playing the wine guy. I probably would have been attracted to Lori mm. if she didn't think I was so ugly. <laughs> to the person that you think looks like you. <laughs> I don't think I look like her. Uh, I'm on her side. You don't, like, you don't see it. I don't see it either. However, uh, if she would have said it to me, if she would have said, oh, my friend thinks that, I probably would have been like, oh, how funny. I wonder what it is about our look that well, makes her think that. I mean, people must come up to you all the time and say that, right? You look like my friend so-and-so or my aunt. Tom Cruise (laughs) or um, Jim Carrey. Oh, Jim Carrey. Okay. But no, I don't get Lori. But but yeah, I would have been attracted to her. But it's hard to be attracted to her when I know she thinks I am so ugly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think you're making a leap by saying she doesn't see that that you guys look similar to she thinks she's she thinks you're ugly. That's a leap. Well, it's a leap I'm willing to take. <laughs> you didn't see her face. 
We should have had Sarah come on and back up <laughs> what her face looked like when the suggestion was made that we could place people just related to each other. Not that I could play her, but like. Oh, my God. Okay. Do you want to hear what we're going to talk about next week? Yes. We will be talking about Sasquatch on Hulu. Isn't that exciting? It is. Oh, I can't wait. Before we go, do you want to hear some true fan mail? Sure. Do you want me to um, read it or would you like to read it? No, you should read it. Okay. I want to hear how you make it through. Well, I don't have my glasses, so we'll see. Um, Vince Y. writes, For what it's worth, after my 15-year-old dog passed away last year, I'm sorry, I am still not sure I'm ready for another. So instead, on our first road trip since lockdown, we named our GPS robot lady Dr. Becky Hines. (laughs) (laughs) It has worked out well. (laughs) So his GPS robot lady is Dr. Becky That is incredible. Okay, and then Johanna G writes, Oh my God, Dr. Becky Hines, this is all caps right now, was even... She's a star. She's She was even better than I expected. <laughs> I didn't watch the doc they talked about, but it seemed very Florida. A lot of nothing spotted with, extre- with extreme crazies. <laughs> also, how is it that Dr. Becky Hines, who lives in Florida, has less of an accent than our Cheryl, who is one Chardonnay... One Chardonnay away from y'all Cracky. come back now, you hear? Oh. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Great episode. Aw. Dr. Yeah. Becky Hines was Dr. a Becky hit. Hines. Yeah, she was so great. She's a lot of fun. She's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. All right, Tig. Should we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willette. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willette with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.